Good morning, afternoon, evening. Welcome to the Hall of Mirrors. Uh, well, <clears throat> looks like we survived yet another zombie apocalypse. I'm sure our t-shirts are in the mail. Um, it's been an interesting week. Excellent, thank you. So Hall of Mirrors. Home back in, and I think it was 2018 again, possibly 19, said that when we were going through this current process, there would be a period of time where we would go through the Hall of Mirrors. And, of course, they don't go in depth or explain too much or even give me an opportunity to ask that many questions sometimes. And so we were left wondering what that would look like, what that meant. And there's been a few references to mirrors and halls of mirrors in the last week in the Telegram chat, which really got me to thinking about that statement that they made back then. And <clears throat> we've said it in different ways, excuse me. We've said it in different ways over the last couple of years. But essentially, when you look at it from that perspective, we really have been in a Hall of Mirrors process. We've all had an opportunity to have a good damn hard look at ourselves, at those around us, at our reality, at our priorities, to really do the individual inside job and to let it go, to recognize ourself and our programming in others, um, to allow them to help us see it, trigger it, release it. And it feels like it's starting to wrap up this period of the hall of mirrors we're at the end of the hall i think at least i would say since that lionsgate um seems to have also kicked off the you know closing out period of this hall of mirrors and i just wanted to also briefly touch on the saviour meme the because there's so many kind of saviour revivals whether it's a Christian revival whether it's a Trump revival whether it's a galactic but there's a lot of saviours and one thing home has never or Lilo has never come across as is that the message, the overwhelming message from Lulu and others that she's introduced us to has been that this is a collaborative effort. This is everybody home and us, because we are home, um, working together. No one more important than the other, no side more important than the other, everybody integral. They've even said in the last couple of years since 
this current situation we're all in, that we can't help you through this. It's up to you. You have to do the work. The only thing they've been able to do is every now and then just give words of support and reminders and asked us to focus on home and to stay in our hearts and remember that love is all there is and do your individual inside job. There's never been anything disempowering in the whole message in all these years. There's never been anything that would imply that we're being rescued or that there is someone or something outside of us that's saving us. So, and I'm saying that because of I'm seeing all these pushes. And one of the things that's been around with the members that one of them put forward for a couple of years now and I have talked about it before, is the Trump death card. But we don't know whether it's literal, whether it's metaphoric, whether it actually did represent him losing, losing the last election, um, but it still feels like it's in play, so probably not. Um, and because he has been, by some, To set up to be such a saviour. There does feel like there has to be a fall there. Um, he may be that first arrest that shocks the world, who knows? Maybe it plays out that way. But I think anything that shows up or is pushed with an agenda to be any kind of saviour is going to collapse pretty quick. And I, it does feel like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think that around this whole topic and disclosure and all of that, that it, it feels like it's just going to be a complete cluster. And September does feel like that month of cluster. cluster. Um, the I've talked about Fast and Furious as a term, that's September, it feels like. Um, so things that just feels like things are going to get really, really nuts this month before that Technicolor October hits. And about a year or so ago, honestly, time, I'm not sure, I did talk about seeing a, a blue disc followed by a rainbow disc coming into the construct. That rainbow disc is what's potentially going to hit in October and, and be this Technicolor October thing. And I still don't know what that looks like, what that means, how that plays out in 3D, but um, I think the two are just different words that I've gotten, different visuals that I've gotten for the same thing. Um, the rainbow disc and Technicolor are the same thing and it hits in October. So whatever that means. Um, 
where are we? Things that have come up since last last live. A big theme on giants. The giants are awakening. The giants in stasis. The giants, for those of you who have done, um, it sometimes shows up in some of the people who dabble in Tartaria, but more so the mud fossil uh, kind of um, information. You see a lot of mountains, a lot of landmarks um, that look like giant, either people or animals. Um, there's something connected to that about the giant's awakening. That's come up for a few people just in the last week, me included. The other thing that's been pretty big for just over a week is this sense, this nervous anticipation. Like you know something's coming and you're not sure you're going to like it when it hits. People have been pacing, not being able to sleep, um, feeling like they've had way too much coffee. Um, it's just this uneasy nervousness. Um, it started just over a week ago for me. I woke up with it Monday week ago. It has dissipated over the last few days. Mm, so I don't know whether we averted something that was a potential on the timeline or it's because it's not gone, it's just lessened. Um, I think maybe it's just that feeling that we that we know this month's going to be a real bit of chaos. Sorry, I haven't been looking at the chat at all. Good morning to everybody. Good, okay. Just lots of hellos. Hello, Zero. Wow. Long time no see. I've been seeing lions in my third eye for weeks now. Interesting. Like Lirans or our lions. Um, that's something coming feeling we were just discussing last night in the UU group. Uh, yeah, it's pretty big. A lot of people are feeling it. It's been eerie. Yeah. <laughs> a week ago it's felt like that for the last two years. It has, I, yeah, I'm sure.
Yes, that lion's gate was potent, yes. Uh, Dana, no, I haven't yet seen that email. I will look for it. Um, I mean that we just averted something. Ah, okay. Did anyone see a weird grey mist during Lionsgate this year? Not me. Okay, so Orange Ray, you've got the strong feeling we just averted something. Feels like we're in a vacuum. I do feel something is going to happen that's going to be big and it will shock the world. Yeah, we've been waiting waiting for that one for a while, haven't we? Okay, that's all I wanted to say today. So if you guys, 9-11 coming up, true. We averted one thing, but we're hitting another. <laughs> well, when I saw that rainbow disc, it literally, literally, God, we, I know we literally overused the word literally, um, it felt like it was all narratives, all events, all possibilities, all hitting at once, good and bad, good, bad and neutral, whatever. But And it was like the wrap-up of all the storylines. I know I've explained this before, um, but... We have so much fuel, energy, gas in the tank in this construct and that energy comes from us and we have been constantly refilling the tank with our belief systems and our programs and our energy. But so many have stopped doing that that we've been, the, the fuel ran out and now we're running on fumes and it's like we have to just use up the energy in this place the energy that's stored in all of the narratives and timelines has to be exhausted, has to be burned off. And it feels very much like it's all happening uh, at the same time, I guess, concurrently. So that's kind of what, that's what this rainbow energy was all, for me, felt like very much so, that, it's that last blast of energy in all of the narratives. So, and we talked last week about how, I think it was last week, whatever you're invested in, seeing play out, question, have a look at, do you really need to detach from all of that? Because um, it's our investment and our energy in these narratives that is 
making this necessary. If that makes sense. Um, okay, where are we? Hundred and thirteen degrees near the California coast. Something is coming. I know it. I know it. Gates have opened. Okay. <laughs> we deserve it for telling our children for centuries that Santa was coming. Music. Yeah. Tones. Oh, a lot of people feel that way, Lena. And I did see one of your recent videos, Zero. Very well done. The fires at Weed, California, the base of Mount Shasta, Gaia's first chakra, signals a dragon's breath activation during Labor Day weekend, birthing anew. Yes, everything will be thrown at us at once. I have about three people I can relate to, but two are cats. It feels like Christmas Eve and election night. Yeah, it does have that feeling. Christmas Eve, that Christmas Eve excitement thing. Yeah, I do believe we're done with loops. I think we've been done with loops for a while. Um, what year? At the end of, well, no, say March of 2020. When, when this whole current narrative started in, in March of 2020, to me that is when we were kind of off script, um, out of loops, and that's when the everything plays out at once started. Let's, all the narratives are on the table. That's when the burning off the fuel started. There's, I did a little video, I think I put it on YouTube, it's only a couple of minutes. Yes, I did. 
and I, I showed uh, spiral as opposed to loop. Go and have a look at that one. It's only five minutes long. That'll explain it better. Of what I think's happening. We are still revisiting certain events and things in our own personal lives to clear them, but it's not a loop. Missed a couple. Um, will we still be here at the time of the singularity? Is this going to occur? Depends what you mean by the singularity. You're talking about like a, what we call the flash. I mean, as far as the story goes, no, the flash is when we leave or the flash is when things change or the flash is when, again, it goes back to that million-dollar question of how conscious will we be of what has happened? Will it just feel like we had a collective mm, awakening moment? Will it? Will we actually leave and be conscious of it that's still a huge question for me because a lot of the stuff that's gone on we haven't been conscious of in, in until after the fact and in hindsight so i don't know all day i've been aware of very high energies coming in. Seems to me they are trying to raise the collective vibration. They need a greater group vibe to make these changes. So it's not up to us alone. No, it's not. Oh, hang on. There we are. Oh, I don't have that open. <laughs> okay, from Vivian, I dreamt of lions coming through and breaking down a wooden gate just a few minutes before the call. The ones which got through was at first a young male, but then changed into a female. I grabbed her by the scruff of the neck, but she bit me. My finger was okay. I then grabbed her again and pushed her back through the gate and then closed it. Okay, what did you take from that? What do you think that meant? I try to isolate myself at home because the NPCs are going nuts lately. Okay. 
power, the last big boss moment. I just feel I need to being home into myself, tune into that, like home is tuned into home. I tune into that channel on my end so the frequency can drop in. Meanwhile, I'm in home energy anyway. Have we ever felt this way at the end of other incarnations? I don't think so if you listen to hypnosis sessions. Well, I remember when I, in the 90s, coming across all the 2012 information for the first time and wondering about that. Like, certainly in the Christian world, doesn't hasn't everybody thought for the last 2,000 years they were living in the time of Christ's return? Um, so I sort of took everything with a grain of salt, thinking everyone potentially thinks their lifetime their period, their and their period, I guess, is you know significant. But the I haven't seen anything to suggest this many people globally all felt the same thing around the same time. Uh, if you know of anything, then let me know. But I haven't come across it. We must have already reached critical mass. Oh, I think we did that a long time ago, yeah. If it's over, why are we still seeing this shit show play out? Because people are invested in the narratives. Anyone else here have zero passion or reason to get out of bed? Mm -hmm. Even with my cats <coughs> and girl, it's just not enough for me to want to continue. But this awful place makes me miserable. Nothing to do with them. Yeah, you gotta go. Oh. It's that comes in waves. Hopefully, it's a wave. Um, Yeah, my answer is always the same. Just get in your heart and feel being your heart, stay in your heart. Connect with the things that do give you joy. Seek them out. There is a very strong energy <coughs> in the rainbow. Experienced this in 2017 like an earthquake to the core of my being. Never understood it until now. We have done this before, but we've never done this before. Yeah, we've never gotten quite this far. Hey, Mish, anything you want to chat about? 
Oh, Dana, you want to share your experience? Oh, okay. No idea what my dream was about until I heard you mention Lionsgate. Then something that, that something was averted feels right, though. Okay. Sorry, still reading all the chats. The more narratives I drop, the less reliant on anything outside myself I am and the better things feel. Um, I don't think we're going to see, sorry, the question or the comment is, why do we have to be around to see other others' narratives play out? Some have already been pulled out of here and what I see doesn't resemble my narrative for exit at all. I don't think we get a narrative for exit as such. I mean, okay, we're talking about one here. I know that, but like in terms of the play out on the big screen, <laughs> um, in the big 3D screen. I think it comes, if we are going to have this this moment, this flash, this pull, this whatever we want to call it, um, it comes like a thief in the night. We don't see it coming. Um, there's not going to be I don't believe anything that's well except for now I've said that sky event or you know these rainbows that we're seeing and weird shit like that going on that would be external signs um yeah that's about it I mean Okay, well, a lot of you are watching video games and playing or playing video games and watching movies past the time. I can say we're working our asses off in dream state in the night and the day. Allow yourself to daydream if you can. 
No, nothing in the last week. And who's doing the waves of intense nausea still? What about the two suns? There have been photos from different parts of the world. Is it a planet, the black sun? What do you think it is? I think there's a lot out there. I think um, we're seeing potentially the blue, the original blue sun. We're seeing um, potentially ships the size of planets. And there's a lot going on up there. Oh, really? In Oregon last night, they said the auroras were so intense, people screamed it turned night into day. God, well, that's one of the very, very early things Lilu said, that the auroras would be seen everywhere. Just enjoying what I've got. Best apocalypse ever. Yeah, that's a good point, Zero. Dreams never have a grand exit. You just wake up and it's over. Yeah. Luckily, the Mandela effect changes have calmed down to mostly just seeing people's <coughs> names changing. It's annoying not knowing why the hell I see them at all. I'm just noticing the little personal timeline adjustments. Um, I notice I notice people spell casting a lot with asking questions they know the answer to just to get you the answer. I was having a lot of superhero type dreams a few months ago, but I was mostly just in the scene watching what was happening. Me, nauseated and headaches, haven't been able to eat much of anything but not losing weight. Well, I know my husband, when he goes out of body, he has seen two sons, he's seen three sons, he's seen... Three moons is yeah. different things going on up there. Flew over. Oh, this is your dream. Okay, flew over 
a place of beauty below where mountains and streams and white pods of people and families. Then I was taken back. I was in white robe and the dragon surrounded me in protection and closed his eyes. And since then, I've lived in non-emotional state. What happens to those who refuse to do their own shadow work feels like projecting onto us is much easier for them. <clears throat> I think that's where they get the opportunity to go to the space for those who need more time. I think we will start seeing many objects in the sky as the planet's frequency rises. What does doing shadow work mean anyway? I definitely haven't done much work on myself, but I'm exhausted most of the day to do anything anyway. Honestly, it just means looking at what programs you're running, what beliefs. It can be as simple as that and whether or not they're really yours or are they programs you've taken on. And what is ultimately running your behavior is it a is it a fear or a wound or a or a program that you're not even that you're not conscious of because it's the stuff you're not conscious of where you're running on autopilot um bruce lipton's got a lot of good info around the difference on the difference between running on your unconscious, your subconscious, and running on your consciousness. Um, yeah, it's being more conscious of what's running our behavior. I've heard several QHHT sessions that mention there will be a satellite that will misfire and cause catastrophic damage in the US. Many will shift at that time. There was talk from home of, in hindsight, they were giving us little nuggets of things that will be experienced, potentially experienced during this overall period. And one of them was that there would be large numbers, large groups of people leaving. And when they do, they crack the dome. And what I think, I don't think that's literal necessarily. Um, I think what it means is they help crack the veil, the, our pro, the programming. Um, be cool if it is literal. 
but um, then then somebody in the Telegram shared recently that in a prophetic dream, I think they had, that they see a large number of people from Pakistan leaving. Um, and I know that Pakistan's pretty much underwater right now or a third of the country is or something. It's pretty horrific over there. But um, we could see large groups leaving at once. Those who refuse to do the work will start to not so quietly lose their shit. It's already happening. Uh, there's a few people. So Janine's waking up with scratches on your body, anybody else, and Hamish, scratches, bruises, sore muscles. He's still in nighttime battle. The world as we knew it prior to 2020 is, is gone. It's not coming back. Um, there's no going back. I'm hoping for literal. <laughs> You're talking about dome cracking. Yeah, that would be very cool. Gina Maria Colville continues to capture crafts coming in through the sun. Looks like millions of them. What do you think will happen with this? At some point they have to uncloak, right? That could be this sky event. One in three people missing in Pakistan. If true, that is upwards of 80 million people. Is that a report you've actually seen? Or is that what was predicted? Because that is exactly what was predicted. In regards to the um, Jabba Jabba, 
we were told by home years ago that the map, our own personal individual map out is within us, within our DNA. Then more recently, a month or so ago, they said that the, the Jabba Jabba was to it affect the DNA um, and disconnect from uh, our source, which I think is another way of saying scramble the map, delete the map, distort the map. Um, but I do not, for a number of reasons, including another comment made by home, um, feel that that was successful ultimately. It's been, or it's been corrected. Let's be honest regarding the dome cracking. We came here for a proper show. Astaria said these tickets were fought over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of different comments from lots of different um, people, avenues, talking about a show. It'll be a show. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a celebration. It'll be this. It'll be that. So the dome cracking would go. Would meet it. And doesn't Rose refer to fireworks? The one in three missing is an internal unofficial whisper. The government is blocking pretty much anything getting out of the country. Oh, really? The news I just looked at said 33 million people have been displaced because that was the prediction, 80 million, a third of the population. Okay, I know I'm sort of crazy right now, but is there water above the dome or 3ZB or is it space? I'm confused. If I had to pick one of those three, I'd say 3ZB. Yeah, I mean, you can say that the Jabba the, the Jabba's had a lot of intentions. Um come at it from a couple of different perspectives. But it looks like the negative intentions have been nullified to a greater degree. Now, no cigarettes in the new earth. Best to quit now. No thanks. You don't want to see me without cigarettes, trust me.
legitimately reported <coughs> in this environment. What? All the official figures in regards to anything in the last three years at least have been total bullshit. This will be no exception. Yeah, I do roll my own. I've rolled my own for many, many, many years. Yeah, well, it's kind of good to be back. So thank you, Dan. Better be cigarettes. They are cigarettes. Patricia, where have you been? Oh, you get no idea what we pay for them in Australia. It's disgusting. Okay. Hamish. Did you want to join me in studio? I dreamt everyone was so tired fighting we all had a cigarette. I think I want a nice big chunky cigar at the end of all this. We should do another chat with Dale. Well, I'm not making any promises, but um, he is on the road and he will be coming past. So he may drop in if that's still on his schedule. And if that's the case, yeah, we will. I'm sure we'll do something. Dean Dolan from Inspire on YouTube said the global population could be as low as 250,000. I had an, had an insight some years ago that the population was barely a quarter of what had been told to us. Yeah, going back to 2015 and 16, Danny and I did quite a few shows on the actual population because the figures just don't add up. If you go on the official figures of how many people they say are born every day, and, and this is prior to them fudging the numbers the way they have been over the last couple of years, the births and deaths, 
the and then you go sort of on a more local level too and census and you know we, we did a lot of pulled a lot of statistics in and it just doesn't make sense it does not add up And actually, Lulu said there's nowhere near. I can't remember what figure she gave us back then, but she said the population was a lie too. I will send you an invite. I'll send it on uh, Telegram. I woke up and observed the flower of life grid pattern on the ceiling very clearly. It stayed that way for quite some time then faded. Ideas? Oh, that's funny because my husband had a similar experience recently. It wasn't the flower of life. What he saw was kind of the layout of the construct itself. They do. It's all. Um, I've sent you the invite on Telegram, Hamish. Here we go. Oop. Device is not connected, though. Where are we? That would explain the skeleton crew that runs everything and the reasoning is no one wants to work. Yeah, we've thought that along with others since the census was created by them. It's just another lie. Lisa, do you think the construct is a machine built by us like Chris and Sheree Geo talk about? Oh, Chris and Sheree Geo. I haven't listened to them in a very long time. Um, <coughs> uh, yeah, in a way. Um, okay. Hamish, you want to try speaking? There we go. 
ايوه هذا هذا How we doing? Well, things are getting a little better every day. After a kind of intense very intense landscape period and what went on after that, and yeah, no, things are improving. What about for you? Cool. Yeah, um yeah, the intensity is going up busier. I don't know but a lot of it's um uh non non-physical if that makes any sense like it's just the background the background noise same with someone yesterday i i'm running out of time for physical stuff like you know life quote unquote i've just got no time for that anymore <laughs> like flat out doing all this other stuff just energetically managing or handling or i don't even know what the hell i'm doing but i when life encroaches i yeah i'm already at my limit um it's really interesting you know, cuz i have nothing time because i've spoken to a teenager and somebody in their 20s who both are feeling like they are running out of time to do the things they want to do with them with their life like time is of the essence the one who's in their 20s doesn't feel like they're going to be here for much longer and there's almost a sense of panic like there's all these things i want to experience before you know um and even the kids noticing that how quickly time is flying by i mean i know when i was a kid christmases felt like years between them you know <laughs> School terms went forever, and now it's mm. like you're at the last week of school term, and the kids are feeling like we've just started. You know, so everyone's noticing yeah. the times up thing. And yes, I know what you mean. It all just feels like it's it's on fast forward, and you just you're not you're never caught up. No. No, never. And it, every time I think I'm caught up, there's there's something else to do. But it's not like it's not like clean the house or make the next meal or there's like all this all this stuff just outside the bubble. <laughs> it feels like like all this stuff that needs that needs attention. It doesn't even really need doing. I was having this conversation with um with Nina yesterday, and it's like like I said in the chat, we don't. We don't even know what we're doing, but Jesus, are we doing it? Like we're flat out doing it, and we have, we kind of, we we don't know, but we know, or we know that we're not allowed to actually consciously know it because there are things that we know we have to do. Like when someone says, "So you hear this thing that says you you need to do that, you need to lie down, you should do this now," you like it's not a question; it's almost a command. Like we yeah. absolutely know there's shit we've got to be doing, but we have no idea what it is. Like I'm, I'm not even remembering stuff anymore at the moment. Like my dreams, I, if someone's trying to wake me up or something's going on and I'm kind of half in and out, I can remember the dreams that are going on, but otherwise it's so busy. I've got nothing. I just wake up <laughs> with nothing at all. It's just well, that, flat out all night. Back in 2013. And 
I'll never, I'll never forget it. One morning, I got up. I was only about seven. Got the kids organised. Got them off to school. Uh, it was about ten o'clock, and I went, "Oh my god!" I was like I was literally being pulled, and I think I passed out as I went down onto the bed. Like I, I didn't even get to bed. I just passed out and fell on it. <laughs> and my partner tried to wake me up about an hour, an hour later. Going, like, are you okay? And because apparently I was talking in my sleep, you know. And my Kyrie, and I know, remember this bit. My consciousness came back enough that I just snapped at him and went, "Stop it! I'm not finished." And I was gone again. <laughs> <laughs> For another hour. And I had no clue what I'd been doing, but apparently it was pretty intense yep. and he couldn't quite make out what I was saying. So, yeah, shit like that's been going on since then. And it doesn't matter what yeah. time it hits you. Yeah, yeah, when night. you're... Um... No, and you know you know, you need to be up or, or it's funny how it happens, you know, sometimes I'm usually up and getting stuff going in the morning and then some mornings I'll be there until 8 o'clock or sometimes even 9 o'clock, like randomly, and I'm, I'm covered... Like, you know, it's all, it's all good. It's like, oh, no, no, you, you stay there and do whatever. But I'll, I'll just be straight back into it. Like I've got work to do and straight back to sleep. And it's like, what the hell am I still doing in bed at nine o'clock in the morning? But I'm not, I'm not sleeping. I'm working. It's, it's really, um, yeah, the, the windows, it's, it's how it feels at the moment is there are different things that need to line up. And the windows that they can line up in are really specific, and so we're we're it's almost like we're idling. We're we're sitting around. We're going, yeah, do de do, brush your teeth, eat a meal, <laughs> do do whatever, look after the children, mow the lawn. Oh shit! Right here's the window. Bang! And and we're just we're absolutely just marking time, waiting for the next moment to pop up so we can we can do it. I mean, how you were saying about people feeling busy i'm totally like you as a child everything just took forever like it was like i was going to be here for a thousand lifetimes it was so slow and just dragging and dragging and i haven't felt like that for a while other than you know this shit feels like it's taking forever but other than that i have noticed particularly in younger people around us um i've had a nephew turn up yesterday actually from the other side of the state to visit and even the stories he's telling about people his age you know, who did year 12 last year and everyone's in a hurry like they're they're only just finishing year 12 but they're already they've already skipped over the first two jobs that they thought they wanted to do and they're on to the third like yeah, they yeah. totally feel like they're running out of time and they're not even conscious of it they have no clue why so so that's interesting that that rush or that push that feel like the windows the windows closing for everybody can feel that um subconsciously which is awesome <laughs> i know i know and um i mean i know that the kids have been picking up on the time thing for because i use my daughter as a gauge and um since she was a, probably about nine uh, what is she now? So that's six years that she's been feeling and commenting on time speeding up. And I thought, man, when I was nine, 
That was so not the case, you know. Um, and that you know, I've got to grow up real fast. I've got to, get, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to get up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real quick. yeah, yeah, really quickly. And it's funny talking about it like that. I mean, the first time I think I realized time was speeding up i was trying to think when it would have been like on a linear timeline and it was probably around 2001 or two that i noticed that the year had felt faster than the year before and i would have been 2001 i would have been 20 maybe at the time 19 or 20 and it was it was around then 2001 2002 where i felt for the first time that time had compressed compared to the year before. Whereas, you know, any, any time before then it was just time. It was, and it was taking fucking forever. Like it was dragging. There was a long time between birthdays. It felt like, um, but you know, even, even talking about, um, compression as in, you know, and I think this is maybe like not, not deliberate, like it's untoward expression of compression is, doing homeschooling with our children and my um, eldest is kind of doing year eight, year nine level maths. And the maths she's doing is, well, I, I did three unit maths in year 11 and I, she lost me in year seven. Like I'm, I'm not re-remembering stuff in her year eight maths. Like this is new level stuff that I never did. And, um, my nephew who did year 12 last year, he did year 11, he did maths in year 11 the year before that. And he's looking at her stuff going, well, wow, I, I was doing that in year 11 and year 10. I wasn't doing that in year eight. And he can remember, you know, his dad saying, you know, two years ago, that that's the stuff that I was doing in engineering like at university level doing engineering trade. We weren't doing that in year 10, maths. Like, the hell are you doing that for? So there's like this this compression of our our children, you know, supposedly can't read and write and don't know what they're doing and they're failing exams and it's all terrible. But then when you actually look at what the syllabus is, I mean, English is pretty average, but the, the maths and science stuff they're getting asked to do, some of it is like way, way advanced for you know, what the hell are you doing that stuff in year eight and nine for? It's ridiculous. Well, I homeschooled my eldest as well and, uh, yeah, they lost me in kindy pretty much <laughs> on the math front. <laughs> that wasn't good. <laughs> but it's, it's really interesting having done, you know, having done high-level maths in year 11 just, just for the hell of it kind of thing. But I did also did a bit of science and, and my dad was a maths head, like his brain just worked that way, like physics and maths, like nearly semi-autistic, crazy with the math stuff. Um, but also English as well. And English and history is much more my thing. And the history and the English that is in the syllabus for New South Wales anyway, is a, a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, and the science is, eh, it's there, but it's not. It, it's not all that, like because they're not really teaching you how to think, and so science is just repetitive dog shit, yeah. really. Um, 
but the, might... but the maths is and well it's not that the maths is really hard but the maths is really abstract so it's like they're just um they're trying to keep people thinking in a really abstract way constantly and i'm sure it's a deliberate thing um yeah it's interesting because for most people that prevents them from putting dots together I think I think that's right because you don't you don't know how to think like if you constantly I mean getting children you know in year seven and year eight doing crazy abstract maths and just doing crap English like not someone who did English in the 50s or 60s would look like English as a subject language and grammar and they would just look at what children are doing now and just laugh at them going that's you know that's grade three or four level comprehension. There's nothing in there that you're, because they don't, you don't want anyone comprehending. And so no one's taught any sort of lateral thinking or comprehension. The whole thing's abstract. So you've got, you've got huge swaths of people, maybe not people, but you know what I mean? People interspersed amongst whatever we could go on that conversation for a while, but, getting trained to think when they are trained to think at all they're trained to think in an abstract way and we wonder why people can't see through the or you know not can't see through but why they had so much trouble breaking through the deception of the last few years let alone the last few decades and not and just abstract, it's because, but also specialized just yeah just, just see yeah. That one yeah 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 don't look at the rest of the picture <laughs> but I'm wondering you and, talk of um, the young people feeling like they're running out of time and also my feeling like we've been in overtime since 2020 like we're out of the loops and we're in some sort of the game's gone into overtime yeah. um, so that totally. we can burn all the fuel <laughs> um, is that why so many of us are feeling like there is nothing left to do? We're bored because our story was supposed to come to an end two years ago. And I think there's, no, so. there's nothing left in our script. No. no we're no, just no. we're just filling in time. And we're just filling in time. Uh, the idea of burning the off fuel. We need to do it when we're pulled in to do them. Yeah, because the there's still thing I think. In but because we're here in overtime, like you say, which is a, a great analogy, um, and as we've been told in through many different channels, not just the the information streams that you've got, that they will bite and scratch and punch below the belt all the way up to whatever it is, going through the eye of the needle, going through the gate, waking up somewhere else, whatever you know, whatever switching off the lights here for good looks like they will kick and scream all the way up to that point because that's what they do like why why would they stop a tick's not going to stop biting you i mean that's what a tick does is it bites and it sucks it doesn't know how to do anything else particularly so what else are they going to do um and yeah i think you're right our work is mostly done we're just here lining up keep you know keeping it on track put it that way we're keeping we're keeping the nose of the ship pointed at the target while we burn off the momentum or we burn off the fuel and maybe that's because there's so much fuel in here and i fuel um 
feels an interesting way of putting it because I've always had this internal feeling that nothing nothing leaves this place, whatever this place was before it got infected, nothing leaves this place that isn't truth. Yeah. Like you don't you take nothing with you from here except truth. So if your experiences or your thoughts or your feelings or whatever aren't absolutely capital T true, which is, you know, love, if they're not rooted in love and truth, they don't come. You, you've you just spent however long in here doing whatever you were doing and, and none of it, none of it comes out with you because it's it's useless. And so if this whole place is completely chock-a-block full of, of non-truths or untruths, it's kind of like a dirty bomb. <laughs> If yeah. you're headed towards the eye of a needle, you know, it's got to be this big and we've got that much truth surrounded by, you know, the rest of the rich man's camel or whatever the analogy is. Like, how are you going to get that through? It's like, oh, shit, we've got to go. It's like trying to land on the aircraft carrier. You, you're too heavy. You've got to go around again. You've got to burn off some fuel. Go around again. Go around again until you can actually safely bring it in to the hangar or land it on the deck or get it through the eye of the needle or whatever the hell it is because we are, you know, we, this place is full of bloatware. Like, we're absolutely bloated with bullshit deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> deliberately. And it's all event-driven event to me. It has been for years. Yes. So it's like, yep. and we've all got these personal events or jobs or things that we are being pulled in to do. And in between those, nothing's happening. Nothing. nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah, so we're bored until it's it's like it's like working in the film industry. It's the hurry up and wait game. Hurry, hurry up and wait. Yeah, it's very it's yeah. a very military style operation of hurry up and wait. And so in in between you, you go Florence Shin or Neville Goddard, and you're like, oh well, why would I want to call in crap for myself? Call in abundance. Call in flow call in all of that stuff for the in-between times, but then also don't get attached to it because yeah. that's the shit you've got to let go of. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, talking about this the other day, like we're, we're still all attached to narratives that are patently bullshit. Like, I mean, if we're thinking we need to eat food and drink water and if we don't, will die like our physical body will die and we absolutely believe people have died of starvation and not drinking and so that is what will happen then we're still attached to to a narrative yeah um is and that doesn't mean if you stop today? yeah <laughs> yeah someone said to me well if this is true if we really don't need to eat or even drink then why do people die of starvation and it's like because they believe they do. It's it's yeah. nothing. It can't be anything more than a program because otherwise you cannot explain people who have gone for a year or more. And there was, there has been well documented experiments. With, there was a guy, famous guy who was very obese who fasted for a year, um, without any complications. There's no issues with it, what's with his health whatsoever. Um, and then a young girl who goes on a 14-day fast and dies of a heart attack. You know, what's the, what's the difference? Um, 
people who are in these countries that we're told are starving constantly yeah. and they're dying of starvation. Mm. It has to come down to a program, a belief. Yeah. It's got to be what your internal program is. Yeah. And people who have been mm. in life-threatening situations, they've been abandoned somewhere, they're stuck on a rock, they're out in the ocean and have yep. very different outcomes. I always, I, I always think of it that there's a story, um, and I can't, I can't verify it, and I, I've given up <laughs> trying to verify stories. Now it's like ev everything's a story. What the hell's true? Um, but as I, as far as I know, it was documented, and she's still alive at the moment. There was a woman in India who um, whose husband died, and it quite you know they were quite young. Um, in the marriage and her husband died and she couldn't bear, you know, and there's all that stuff that goes on in India as well with wives and husbands. And so she couldn't bear to be without him. The idea that she would have to remarry all of that business. And she just went, okay, I, I am not going to eat and I'm not going to drink because I'm, I'm not going to kill myself, but I'm not going to keep myself alive. I'm going to leave that in, God's hands, you know, whatever, because we know the Hindus have got an idea of, you know, the, the I am. I'm going to leave that in the hands of I am. If I'm meant to be here, then I'll be kept alive. But I want to go because I want to be with him. So I'm not actively doing anything to keep myself alive. And, you know, when I read about her and saw her picture and, and the story, she'd been going for 50 years. And supposedly, no food, no water, and her her explanation was, and she was just in a village somewhere. Like you know, these people are like, well, yeah, you you think it's amazing and it's science, and but we're just living life. And she was like, well, obviously, there's there's a reason why I need to be here, and so I'm still here. And as soon as I don't need to be here, I'll be gone because I'm not I'm not attached to here. I don't want to be here, but. I honour the I am enough that I'm not going to jump off a bridge or a mountain. Um, I'm just not going to eat or drink. And she looked fine. Now you say, yeah, she's cheating. She's drinking and eating in the background. The fuck would some widow in a, like, she wasn't making any money out of it. She wasn't particularly famous. She was just in the village doing her thing. Why the hell? Yeah. So there's yeah. that, there's that belief again of, she said, well, I'm, I'm out. I don't want to be here. I'm unattached to the story either way, but I honor, I honor the fact that I came here, you know, I am put me in here for whatever reason. And so when I'm done, I'm jumping the first ship out and 40, 50 years on, she still wasn't done obviously because she was still well, here and that, yeah. And so that, story really cemented for me even just as a story to say if you can break your attachment to I can live without food or I can live with food and just go I don't give a fuck either way <laughs> pardon my language but you just go I'm, I'm actually not interested I'm not interested in in that story particularly if there's a reason why I'm meant to be here then I'll still be here as soon as I don't need to be here, I'm out. And it's as simple as that. 
and then see what you actually need. And it turned out she needed bugger all as far as that was concerned. And we hear, you know, there's all the stories of people, you know, the masters that get to the point where they don't need to breathe and they they kind of breathe to taste the air. Well, yeah, you don't need to drink or you don't need to eat. You just do it for whatever. So it's all, I think it's got to be all belief and programming because I've, I've worked enough with people over the last few years, helping them modify their beliefs to make their lives better or, you know, to heal or whatever you want to say. And in doing so, I've been able to question my own beliefs enough to realise that 98% of what we're doing here is operating on belief or ideas or stories. And you really, really, really have to strip that away and actually look at yourself in the mirror and have a good long look and go, so why am I doing that? Why do I think that? Where did that story come from? And, and question it. And as someone just put here, you know, you, when, you're, when you're in a zone, when you're really involved in something, you, you don't feel or think about food until mm. that thought comes in, oh, shit, I haven't eaten all day. Or, I, and then suddenly <laughs> your body reacts to that and you're ravenous. And you've got yeah. to eat something right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your head went there. It's still an idea, isn't it? The mad professor could be in the lab for a Oops, week and not eat. But as as soon as you as soon as your brain has the idea, oh dear, I haven't eaten, then all of a sudden you're hungry and you need fuel and and whatever. It's like no, no. And all these other words for it, like breatharianism. Okay, so now you're living on air. Prana, I'm living on prana. I'm living on this or I'm living on that, then you're still you're still dependent on something. And I, I honestly think it's these bullshit. bodies are completely self-sustaining, uh, energy generating free energy systems that just yep. run they just run if we don't if we get out of their own if we get out of the way, essentially. I totally to agree. I think um there's um, some fellow or other somewhere who said you know who didn't eat for five years or ten years of some guru and the statement that he made was um everybody said i was fasting but i just stopped eating like he's like no i'm not i'm i'm not breatharian i'm not vegetarian i'm not vegan i'm not fasting that i just stopped eating he just had no no attachment to I am I am now living on prana. I am now he's like, all oh, of that's bullshit. Just I I just decided not to eat today. Like the simpler the simpler you can make it, I think. The because I completely agree with you. I think we're these these vessels this was another conversation I was having with someone a few days ago about multiple personality or you know, disorder, but people being ridden by not not just having multiple split personalities inside them, but also being ridden by other entities and, and having different things going on. And what I kind of came to in my head was these, these bodies with whatever we are inside them is self-sustaining, self-perpetuating, because when you find 
a person that's being ridden by the demon or the or the whatever. I've never seen or heard of anything yet to convince me that one of us isn't in there as well, just kind of you know locked locked away in the corner somewhere. You you've been a bad girl, you know that that personality disassociate thing where where the actual personality of the the human, whatever that is, is in there, but then all these other ones are there as well. And I don't think you can kick that that I am, that human, soul, spirit, uh, I don't know, God, people go off on the different words. Whatever we are behind the eyes, I think that has to be in the body. At, like that's that's the key fob. If we're not in the body... Whatever else is riding the body, it deteriorates. It breaks down. Yeah, like um, you said, just, it's what's in the body that us. We are the fuel source. We are the battery. We are the the energy that keeps the body running. As long as you're in it, the body's running. The minute you yep, leave, the body yep, stops yep, yep. running. So she she had a story of of this girl that she knew who'd been SRA'd and, and a lot of different stuff. Um, this friend was telling me, and she said there were seven personalities in the body um and and one of them was just like definitely demonic like definitely not of here or it was or definitely of here you know but it was it was pretty full-on um she was saying you know do you do you think how does that even work in a human body and i said i'll bet you if there were seven different personalities in there the human would have to still be in there somewhere or that body would fall apart there's no way the body could handle seven different personalities if the original personality that was a real human wasn't in there holding everything together. But she's probably been abused so much that she's she's locked herself away in the corner of her mind or her heart or, or, or wherever, feeling like she did something wrong, she's been a bad girl, whatever the story is. So she's just handed over the keys of the car to someone else. As soon as I said that, the girl who knew her went, oh, I met her. I met that personality, that little girl locked in the box. I met her once in the years that she knew her. Um, she met that that one personality just once, got a glimpse of it. But she said this this girl, well, one of, one of the things she said was she was in a park and the girl was talking like she was right in her ear, having a conversation with her. And when she t finally turned around to keep talking to her, they were having this conversation. The girl was actually physically over a hundred meters away asleep under a tree. Even though she was right, you know, right there in her ear. And I, and I said, yeah, that's because these fuckers know how to use these bodies. Like every single bit of these bodies, like we, that's possible for all of us, but either we lost the manual or we're locked out of, we're not allowed to use them. But these things that wander around in here that, that don't forget, that don't get mind wiped and have amnesia and they know how to use these bodies. They know how to do everything that these bodies can do. So that's, you know, when you see, when you see people expressing abilities like that, you've got to have a bit of a look and go, Ooh, is that... <laughs> Is that actually the person? Because not a lot of people in here know how to use bodies like that. But, um, yeah, the, the sneaky spirits that jump from body to body, they sure as hell know how these vehicles work. 
<clears throat> the one of the things that I love about the the storyline that we've been in for the last couple of years is how it is bringing the metaphor. Well, it's a metaphor for, but it's not the mind virus, the virus, mm. and also the the whole conversation around parasites to the fore. Because to yeah. that's to me that's what the, the the one and the same. It's a parasitic mind virus and that is what is being addressed but we're addressing it collectively at an unconscious level we're not actually going there and saying what it really is but that's what it's the whole story's been about I mean when this whole thing broke I just went oh my god that's perfect that it's going to play out (laughs) that it's going to play out like this as a virus Yeah. yeah 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 Yeah, and yep. the, the parasites, the virus, the, the parasites, parasites are, in the, are in the so-called solution. The parasites are everywhere. Oop, lost you. Okay, where is? Oh my god, so many comments. Um, I'm not sure what that's all about, but um. Human humanuscript encoded in our DNA. Okay, lots of you are rarely eating. Alters, demons, and other beings inside a human is another aspect of consciousness of you. <clears throat> That's one way of looking at it. Part of the Hall of Mirrors, potentially. Well, thank you, Hearts of Source. Yeah, he is a beautiful boy, that cat. This world inhabits three worlds, 555, the underworld, 666, your body, your mind, 777, the seventh heaven in your head. I think uh, Hamish's phone must have died. 
chronic engine needs to be switched on before you can be genuinely and healthfully switched on to go breatharian. Okay. Well, I think we've been here long enough. Thank you, everyone. Good chatting. I'll see you again next week. Buckle up, buttercup. Just, um, the right ain't over yet. I'll see you soon. Bye for now.